And g'day, welcome. How the fuck are ya? Shouldn't I shouldn't come in that hot, really? Should I? How the hell are ya? That's that's a good indicator for you. Let me turn this sucker up. Yeah, that's a good indicator for you. Today may be uh, an MA-rated uh, version, so if you're listening in the car with your kiddies, uh, make sure they've got the iPod, or the iPad, uh, and the headphones on. Um, and if you're uh, um, elderly or related to me, and you don't want to hear me being crass, then maybe this isn't the one for you. Just got a feeling I'm in that kind of mood. Um, Look, episode 134, uh, Terrain was the name of that track, so we'll roll with that. That, that ties in with something I'm going to talk about later anyway, so 130, episode 134, Terrain, Average Man Podcast. G'day, how the hell are you? It's Sunday the something, Sunday the 23rd of October. Uh, I missed a couple of weeks, missed a couple of weeks because life happens, shit happens. Um, last week was just a matter of having work on on the Saturday and then I got this diploma I'm still trying to finish off, man. I'm just trying to nail out the last bloody unit, man. I'm so fucking close. Um, yeah, so I'm doing the diploma in construction and building, so I can go for my builder's ticket. I'm on the last unit. It's due like, to finish at the end of October. I've already spoke to them. It's going to blow out a, a week or two, perhaps. So I'll be sometime in November when I finish the diploma and hand it in. Hopefully, I, I pass this last uh, unit without too much hassle. I'm so keen to just get it done and dusted with man and get my weekends back. It's like every weekend I've got to dedicate, you know, part of a day to, to go and study. Um, I do not, I'm normally going to the yard and do some study there. It takes up, you know, three, four hours or something like that. And you kind of got to plan your weekends around it. You can't, you know, you got to do housework and yard work, um, you know, and then you've got to spend one day going and, and doing this. So it's hard to go away or really commit to like doing anything else that's going to take up a whole day when you've got to get shit done, like do your adult stuff and then do this diploma as well. So I'm... Super pumped to get this thing bloody behind me, man. Um, so that was last week. And the weekend before, didn't do a podcast because of... Um, because, yeah, it was a bit of a shitty weekend, man. Everyone around Headland um, would know and would have heard of, uh, you know, uh, the, the shark attack. That it was on that Friday, a Friday of two weeks ago. So that whole weekend, uh, that was actually my good mate, Robbie. So that whole weekend was like, didn't know what was going on, what was happening with the arm, his, his arm and how bad it was and if it was going to be okay and just was kind of a, a shitty weekend. Uh, obviously super worried about my mate and also um, I didn't want to talk about it at all and I knew that like it was on my mind and, and people who listen to this know I know him. So it was weird. Like I didn't want to not talk about it at all um, and didn't want to do a podcast and obviously talk about it. It's not my not my place to be talking about it so um, I just thought I just will skip that week uh, altogether but and I'm not going to talk about it now either just a, a quick rundown I suppose for people that are wondering he's okay dude's going uh, strong really lucky uh, he's in good spirits he's got an interview with Channel 7 that will air tonight I think he's doing tonight and then the Today Show on Monday morning as well. So you'll see that interview tonight, um, Channel 7, not sure what time that's on. Uh, and then I think tomorrow morning on, to, on the Today Show as well. So he can tell his story there. And no doubt when he's back in Headland and settles back in again, we'll get him on the podcast and have a good yarn about it. But not going to harp on about it. Um, he's all right at the moment. Tune in and let him tell his story directly to you on Channel 7 this evening. Um... 
Yeah, man. So obviously a scary fucking situation, but as I said, not going to go on about it right now. We'll, we'll, we'll square all that up later when we've got the man here sitting in front of us. Um, I'm feeling, yeah, I suppose another reason why I haven't, uh, the podcast has been a little bit slow. I, I am feeling a bit burnt out at the moment. Uh, it's late October. Um, I really need a holiday, man. You know, like just wait for that Christmas break this time of year, like you all are, like everyone is. Um, everyone has their own different circumstances and different pressures that make, you know, that weigh on them in, in its own way. And, you know, I guess we haven't really had um, many holiday or many holidays or many breaks this year. We went to to Broome as a family in Easter, drove the old caravan up that I'm currently sitting in right now, looking around thinking I need to clean this bl- bloody thing up. Um, gonna, we, we took the caravan away to Easter, so that's all, you know, over long weekends and there's a bit of driving and shit involved and we actually had a drama with the car as well. That was when my car fucking broke down on the side of the road and ended up being quite a stressful return trip and expensive for us as well. Um, then obviously Ems was down in Perth for like six weeks with some some uh, health concerns. We were getting sorted out down there and, and me and the kids went and visited her for four or, four or five days, four days or something, I think. Um, that wasn't a holiday. That was pretty stressful. I had the kids for six weeks on my own as well. My parents came and stayed with me for two weeks and helped out. So I had the kids for a month on my own up here working and parenting um, and that was all pretty stressful. Uh, and then... And then we went to Barn Hill for like two nights, uh, I don't know, six weeks ago or something like that, um, which was just over a weekend and a fair bit of driving. And, you know, it was a nice little couple of nights away, I suppose, but wasn't really a, a break or a holiday as such. So it's just building up on us, man, um, and just need that break this time of year. And and I think to, to compound that stress a little, a little bit more is that my wife got her, her holidays knocked back through her work, which is she's 100% entitled to take these holidays. Um, like we've been going right down the rabbit hole with that. She's fighting it now. I can't talk about that too much, I suppose, but she's fully fighting it. And as per her industrial agreement, they're completely in the, in the wrong to um, deny her holidays. She's entitled to a two-week period of holidays, her, her, her um, annual leave, two weeks unbroken within a 12-month calendar year, which we have not had since last Christmas. So... That's kind of stressful as well. Like Christmas is approaching, we're burnt out, we need a fucking break. And we, instead of having, oh, yeah, I've got three weeks to look forward to in two months' time, it's like uh, I don't know if that's even happening because the work are, are being assholes. So I don't know, it's kind of stressful. Nothing to work towards at the moment, which is fucking shit. Uh, so, yeah, man, a bit burnt out, eh, to be 100% honest with you all. But I won't let that bring the podcast down too much. This, this, I feel good doing this. This is like cathartic for me. So um, we'll just talk about some other shit. I'll whinge about some other shit instead. Um, I'll whinge about after school care. How about I whinge about fucking after school care in this town? Anybody that's a parent in Port Hedland and probably in the Pilbara in general knows this, that it's fucking shocking up here. One of those problems that they just – it's ongoing, continuous. Everyone knows about it. Everyone needs it. A lot of us need it. And they cannot fix it. Uh, we have days regularly, I would say once a fortnight at least, where they call us and say, sorry, no after school care today. And you got to, someone's got to can work early and leave at two o'clock to get the kids. Uh, last week, it was two days in a row, Thursday, Friday. Um, I had to knock off early and go get the kids and make up the time on the Saturday. 
and then the week just gone, it was three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We, we managed to get some friends to pick the kids up this time round um, and, and keep them for a couple of hours until we got off work. But it's just bloody terrible, man. It happens during vacation care as well. Uh, they can't keep staff. They're obviously not paying them enough. And, and, there's, and, and then there's the wait list. People are waiting like a year and a half for, for childcare. They're getting pregnant and booking their unborn child into daycare and then waiting like another year after that to, to get a spot in the daycare centre. And then you get in there and it's fucking shit, a lot of them. Uh, it's terrible, man. And you paid top dollar for it, like for, for, for after school care for two weeks costs us about a thousand bucks. And when we put them in vacation care, it's about $1,200 and, you know, they don't supply food or anything like that. And then the government pay the other half of that on top. So it's big bucks and they can't get it right. And it's, it's super frustrating for a, a town with as much work going on as, as we have in here in Headland and we're struggling to get people up here to work and you can't even uh, uh, provide adequate childcare for the people that are here, that are here to work. It's, it's disgraceful, to be honest. Bloody disgraceful. Um, so yeah, man, that really sucks. That's, and that's the problem that everyone faces. I know that's, that's, you know, if you don't have, uh, you know, friends nearby who can help out with the kids or family living up here, it's a real motherfucker, really hard to sort out. So just you know, one more grievance I have with this town at the moment. Hey, shut up. Are you going to get kicked out, dog? Hey, I thought you were supposed to be a podcast pup. All right, hang on. I'm going to kick this dog out. I'll be back in a sec. Right. She's been evicted. Someone came around and she was um, kicking up a stink. So where I was like, yeah, 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 that's enough of a whinge about that daycare situation. Um, on a positive note, picking up the bloody caravan, the new caravan soon. So I probably hadn't even bought this thing when we last spoke, I reckon. We were looking at it, I reckon, and probably hadn't committed to buy it, but we have committed and bought a, a new caravan and I was quite lucky so the guy that we ended up buying this caravan off it was like one of those things where it was probably meant to be I'd found a caravan I was completely sold on and was going to offer uh, a uh, you know we we're going to make an offer on um, it, we'd made a bit of a compromise with it the size of the van was a bit smaller than we wanted and it had what they call an east to west bed which is where the the bed faces from side to side to the caravan not from one end to the other so you kind of the person who's at the who's on the the far side of the of the bed has to climb over the other person to get in and out. Kind of a little bit a, a bit shit, but it had what was called a you know they they labelled a, a, an off grid system in it, uh, six hundred amp hour battery system in it, and and yeah, basically uh, it after looking for so long and and being worn down by that whole situation, and I think I told you about the issue I had with the weight, it just ticked the boxes, and I was just like ready to just uh, we were ready we were done I was like done that's the caravan we want it we need it let's bloody get it well they up and sold it to someone else b- before giving us a before countering our offer and I was pretty pissed off about it but then like a day later a new caravan popped up M's found online and we got in contact with this dude and within a few days we decided we we're going to buy that instead it was 22 foot so it was bigger three foot bigger than the one we were looking at it I had the north south bed so the bed that you'd think of in a caravan where your your head faces the window and your feet face down towards the middle of the caravan and you can walk up either side of the bed north south bed um and it was about the same age but didn't have a, a good battery system in it but i got it for about 10 grand less 
Um, so it worked out really well for us. And the dude who we boarded off is an, an ex-Newman guy. He knows a couple of the people that I know up here in Port Hedland and just ended up being a bloody legend. His name's Goran. Um, just a fucking good dude. Felt really good about doing business with him long distance like that because it's always scary buying a van you haven't actually viewed. We did like a FaceTime walkthrough with the guy and he was just really honest and upfront and and, and wanted to, he wasn't trying to hide anything. You really got that vibe about him. Uh, he was he pointed out every little detail of the van and I've spoke to him extensively over the last few weeks, sort of basically become mates with this dude. I, I would say I have become mates with him. Good guy. Went out of his way to help us um, and actually even teed me up with his, his auto sparky because I was looking for an auto sparky to do work and that was a whole other fucking rigmarole trying to find someone to do it for the right price and someone I was comfortable with their products because my auto sparky couldn't fit us in until early next year. The guy that did the, the van for us, um, um, RD uh, Auto Electrics. So uh, he put me through, it put, hooked me onto his mate who's doing the auto electrics for us, who's an absolute bloody guru he's like an auto uh he's a marine and auto sparky uh he does like a lot of specialist equipment doesn't do just maintenance sort of stuff anymore um specializes in a lot of off-road off-grid um and obviously boating type uh, electrics and setups he used to build like those rock crawler um trucks you know like the mini monster trucks he used to build and, dr- and race those he's done a lot heap of caravan touring himself and really handy with a bunch of shit so he, he he hooked me up with this dude. Dude gave me heaps of his time chatting and, and recommendations and going through the not just the battery system but a bunch of extras that were getting put on the van. Led me in the right direction. I had my own opinions and ideas from my research and, and he just filled that all that out for me and told me why he thought I should go this way on that way, etc. cetera, uh, and just gave me a heap of information. Felt like I was in really good hands. And then old mate Goran, who I bought the van off, he even delivered the van to Hayden for me who's the auto sparky because I can't get down there and do it so he delivered it to his mate's house so the van's sitting there now he's starting to do a bit of work on it um, and then I drive down and pick it up from Hayden's house when it's finished in, on the 7th of November so met some really good solid dudes who are there to uh, down to look after us and help out who are very honest and fucking you know like driving the van around for me you don't have to drop someone's van off and, and help them find an auto spark and shit when you don't know some guy from a bar of soap up in Port Hedland you just sold him your caravan and, and got it for a good price as well so it was really that was a super positive experience man like uh, you know you say pleasure doing business with you it really was a pleasure doing business with with both of these guys um, and just to know that I'm in good hands has taken a lot of that stress out of the situation for me. So I am driving down on the weekend of whatever, the 5th of November, to pick this caravan up. <sighs> Excuse me, just sipping on a, the last of my tequila. Um, yeah, so going down to pick this caravan up, uh, start of November, and he's, and he's fully, fully pimping it out for us man so it is a Jayco as I think I mentioned we were looking at because of the weight restrictions and issues and the, and the price range was just right for us uh, 2017 Outback Starcraft Outback uh, bunk bed van didn't have what I needed on it but got it for a decent price and I'm spending a fair whack of, cha- of change on it as well so basically we're getting a, a, f- a 400 amp power Red Arc system installed with full red vision which is like your battery management management system it, 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 it essentially all electrics in the entire van go through the red arc system 
the red vision system, sorry, so it'll tell you what's drawing what and what if you've got fuse blown, what fuse it is on what appliance, um, what's coming in through your, through your solar or through your main 240-volt um, power, your AC-DC charger or, or, or whatever. Um, full full battery bat, uh, battery management system, full red arc system, bar the batteries, which are a brand called AllSpark, as is the 800 watts of solar panels we got going on the roof. So four 200 solar watt panels, they're AllSpark as well. Old mate talked me into them, said they're fucking a great brand, great price through a joint called Outdoor Living, I think. Outdoor Living down in Perth, they make their own uh, electrical and make and install their own electrical equipment. So it's good quality gear. Again, this dude seems to really fucking know his shit. Talked to me out of a bunch of other brands uh, and said this is the way to go. So I trust the dude and everything else is Red Arc in there. We're getting a few extra fans and some USB points put into the bunks and the bed. Dust suppression system installed. He's swapping out. This van came with like a fuel tank attached to it um, for diesel or petrol. Full pumps and fucking uh, and everything, yeah, like a big fuel i think it's an 80 liter uh, fuel tank or something so we're pulling that off and fitting a gray water tank um he's, and he's also doing on the ranger when i get down there he's, well, he's, he's ordered for us and i'll install we'll install the clear view mirrors he's doing a brake controller for us uh and a, a new little flexible solar panel for the roof rack of the ranger because one thing i didn't do my my auto spark sparky talked me out of getting a, a fixed solar panel on the roof of the ranger just because you think you, you didn't need it you, when you're driving? You're sucking in power from the um, from the alternator, and when you pull up, you just lay your blanket out, and you're generally getting pretty good juice from the sun from your solar blanket. But the thing I found is when we're not using the van for days and days on end, or the car for days and days on end, or it's just driving to and from work, or sometimes it sits at the home for a whole weekend, you got to make sure the fridge is turned off and you're not drawing any power. Otherwise, it sucks all the juice out of the battery because there is nothing charging it while it's sitting there. So the little flexible solar panel on the roof, it's going to be nice and lightweight and on the roof rack of the actual car itself, it's not really prime real estate there. So that'll just mean that we don't have to turn the fridge off. It'll always be trickling in a bit of power no matter what's happening. Um, so it's going to do that for us as well. And this van's going to be just a fucking rig, man. It's going to be a full off-grid fucking touring bloody rig that we can survive in for like weeks at a time. Um, off grid enough get water food we've got battery enough battery to fucking run the aircon and all the appliances in the fucking van um, gonna be an absolute fucking rig man and then, uh, all I need uh, all I need is a holiday um, period to, to use it now so we can fucking get that squared away with them as fucking shit cunt fucking work then we can um, we can book in our holiday down south and head down to Denmark over Christmas and just fucking Yes, just have a have a good break, man. Um, which I'm really looking forward to, and really hoping that we can we can sort out. So that's one super positive, man. Um, spent a fuckload of money on it, um, which is not as you know, not so positive, but you know, it it was always on the cards. It's always been part of the the grand plan. So it's just like uh, the car was phase one, the van will be phase two. And rigging the van out to be off-road will be phase three. So it's phase two and three fucking nearly complete. And then phase four, we're under underway right now. It's a continuing phase. And then, yes, I'll keep you in the dark on all the juicy details for now. But, man, things are happening, so I'm pretty pumped about that. But it's going to be a long slog. Got a bit of work ahead of us to do yet. 
so that brings me back to the need a break from headland again, man. So, <laughs> yeah, need those holidays. I can have a fucking break from headland. Uh, what else, man? What else? What else? What else? Uh, watched the, the, the UFC this morning. There was a big card on it, like, in the middle of the night because it was over in Abu Dhabi. The plan was to get up at midnight, watch some of the prelims, and then watch the main event through till, like, 5 o'clock this morning and then go back to bed for a bit. But the missus and I got hooked on a, a Netflix show, The Watcher, you might have seen around. Uh, last night we started it and ended up just watching episode after episode after episode through till 2 o'clock in the morning, man. And I had to just go to bed and wake up and watch the UFC uh, like 8 o'clock this morning instead. And I never do that. I never stay up that late watching TV. I'm in bed so early. Even on a weekend, I go to bed at like 10 or 11 at the latest, man. But, um, you know, the show just had us sort of hooked. It wasn't that it was that good. It's kind of a bit corny and, and, and t- at times the writing's a bit, eh, hey, going. But but the story was compelling and they finish every episode on a real zinger where you just, oh, what the fuck? I need to watch the next one to know what's going on. So they did a really good job of that, made it like a real bingey kind of TV show. I think we've still got a couple of episodes left, but it basically finished like three episodes out. I was like, all right, I'm done. I've seen enough. You fucking revealed all the fucking mysteries to me. It's really only just going to be... So, th- so some of their planning wasn't that great and they started up, storylines, subplot lines that they never really explained or followed through. So there was really some some there was some poor writing there if you're picky like I am. Um, but it was intriguing, compelling, definitely worth a, a watch. I mean, it was, like I said, it was binge-worthy TV. I don't know if I'll even finish the last – I probably will th- finish the last two or three episodes, but they've kind of already – they fucking blew their load a little bit early. Um, hit the money shot, fucking three episodes from the end. So you're kind of like, yeah, I've seen what I need to see. But, yeah, I'll follow it through. They may come through and, and set it up for a season two fucking really well or something, you know. They seem to have that skill of leaving you hanging, kept this fucking old bastard up till two in the morning watching it. So, you know, they're doing something, right? Worth a watch. Uh, the Watcher, worth a watch. Uh, what else? We finished House of Dragon last week. That was pretty fucking... Yeah, pretty good. Definitely wasn't Game of Thrones, but it wasn't shit. Definitely worth a watch. It was very political. Like the dragons are like a background character in the show. It's more about the politics. So if you're not into that, you're probably not into this. You don't get to see any tits or anything. So it's not as lewd as, um, you know, fucking Game of Thrones was. That's the world we live in these days. You've got to fucking round all the edges off and take a, get rid of all the fucking sharp bits and make it not too offensive. So there was no fucking tits or anything. Um, but good show. Good show. Worth a watch for sure. Did some odd things in there. Did some bold things in there. Got carried away with their cinematics and in a couple of scenes, like when you see the old, old king, he looks like a fucking character from fucking uh, The Walking Dead. It was like, okay, they just fell in love with their fucking makeup artist, artist and, and, C, and CG, uh, what do you call it? CGI on this scene. But anyway, there was some good, there was, it's worth a watch for sure. Uh, we're waiting on a couple of shows now to start in November, waiting on Yellowstone. When you got no holidays and you got no fucking decent family fucking venues and you got nothing to fucking do and you're fucking studying every weekend, you can't go anywhere in a town like Port Hedland, you fucking really appreciate a good TV show, something to get amped for. When you're an old fucking boring dude like me who does fucking works, 
works around the house, hangs out with the kids, does his podcast and does fuck all else, it seems like, these days. A good TV show can really get you hard in the morning, you know what I mean? So we're waiting on Yellowstone to start up in November and the Wheel of Time. If you fucking listen to the podcast, you've heard me yammer on about the Wheel of Time. They fucking butchered season one. It was still good. Because it was good cinematics and fucking good uh, costumes and scenery and some cool fight scenes and shit, but they completely butchered some of the characters and the storyline itself, which was already a masterpiece. So he needs a fucking backwards pinecone shoved up his ass for that, old Rafe Judkins. But I'm still, it's still, it was such a good story. And the costumes and some of the characters were good enough that I'm hanging out for the next season anyway, even though I'm. Fucking ang- I'll be rage watching it if unless they fix what they fucked in the last season. So we'll see what happens with that one. They so they lost like a main character, man. They lost a main character who was really good at what he did. He was really good in the role, and I think which makes me even more angry. I think it was due to not him refusing to get vaccinated because it was that timing. That's what the rumours on the internet say. So they had a fucking really good character who now one of the main, main characters in the whole series. He was fucking brilliant and they've probably lost, and they lost him probably because he wouldn't get vaccinated and that's how fucked the world was six months ago. It was 12 months ago that happened, but you know what I'm saying. Fucking, let's not... Let's not go down the COVID pathway, children. Let's keep it. Let's just whinge about normal things today, like Port Hedland, when you can't be bothered being here anymore. Let's not get political on it. Uh, that's more for me than for you guys. All right. Oh, yeah, the the croc, the new crocodile sanctuary or rescue or whatever show. I can't never remember the fucking name of it. Outback Croc Hunter or... I don't know. It's Matt Wright and his merry men up in Northern Territory. They rescue crocs or they, they, they relocate crocs from areas that they really don't want them and put them in um, sanctuaries or in other, in other water holes and uh, yeah, relocate them. Uh, it's a fucking cool show. Watch that. That's on... I think it's on Netflix. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a pretty cool fucking watch as well. Reality show. He's the new... He's nothing like Steve Irwin. He's a completely different personality, but he's definitely the new Steve Irwin as far as croc hunting or, you know... He's not really a croc hunter, is he? Never, Steve Irwin never was, but as far as croc wrangling goes. What else? Saw a car the other day at the service station. I had fucking, like, white writing on the wall of the tyre. Monster terrain grippers. Fucking, that's why yeah, That's why this story ties in with the title of the, the episode, Terrain. Monster Terrain Gripper. Like the cheapest sound of fucking tyre ever. And Monster, get this, Monster was written with an A at the end. M-O-N-S-T-A. Monster. Monster Terrain Grippers. Like how fucking corny is that, man? That sounds like... That sounds like the fucking something your kid would have, you know, like something a little kid would have. Monster train grippers on his fucking toy car, bro. So fucking tacky, so and sounds so cheap. Monster terrain grip grip. You know what else is I think's tacky and fucking cheap is fucking Raptors, like Ford Rangers. Like I got the Raptors. Sorry if you got one, but the dude Matt Wright from 
that crocodile fucking hunting show actually has one, but his is all dirty and in the outback, so it doesn't stand out as much. But you see him driving around town, and I just can't help but think they're so tacky, man. Ford Ranger with all these sticker packs and big wide fucking flares on the fucking wheel arches and shit on them. Like a raptor. It just seems like something a fucking, like a little kid would have. You know what I mean? Like like a kid that's obsessed with dinosaurs would put dinosaur stickers and shit all over his fucking bike and think it's cool. Yeah, it's a raptor. And you got like a fucking 35-year-old man driving this around to work and shit. Like all serious, gets out of his car in the morning, his fucking raptor with stickers and slashes and shit down the side of it. It's like, what the fuck, man? That, that to me is like the modern day equivalent of the, the the Pontiac Firebird with the big fucking phoenix on the on the bonnet of the car, which I did think was cool when I was eighteen. Um, but as a thirty nine year old man, I could you would not ever drive that car around as a like and it, maybe you would a Pontiac Firebird now because of the history of it. It's a fucking classic, I suppose. But it, to to just seriously drive a car with a sticker pack on it, like saying fuck Phoenix or Raptor Or fucking Whatever the fuck else These sticker packs are Might as well have flames Coming off the fucking Front wheel hubs Like they did uh, Or the wheel arches Like they did in like the 50s The old fucking hot rods And shit It's just to me I think that's so fucking tacky So shit um, Decals on And graphics on cars and To my opinion Look fucking shit house Correct me if I'm wrong Fucking Go for it Correct me if I'm wrong you look like a 10-year-old kid who loves dinosaurs, my fucking opinion. Um, what else? What else pisses me off? Panadols. What's the fucking deal with Panadols, man? What? I sound like fucking Jerry Seinfeld. What is the deal with Panadols? They don't have Panadol. They have fucking uh, Tylenol. What's the deal with Panadols, man? Like, why, why aren't Panadols just bigger? You know what I mean? Like, you, you always take two Panadols. You, you, you always take to Panadol Have you ever taste, taken one? If you've ever just taken one Panadol Then you're a fucking pussy Sorry You always take two You take two Panadols You take two Nurofens That's what you take but Why aren't they just fucking bigger? And then you just take one Come on man Like I take multivitamins That are twice the size of a Panadol So it's not like it's the fucking problem with the size Just make Panadols twice the size Give me something where I can take one just one of them is an effective dose. Thanks. That's what we fucking. Why are we fucking around with two? It's, it's, it's inefficient. And if you think that that would be too big to swallow, well, I'm sorry to tell you, you're a fucking pussy. Panadols. Just fucking make them. An effective dose is is one panadol. Let's be done with it. Nurofen's too. While you're at it, lump them both in together. The fuck are we doing here? What else? What else? You know, one more thing before we get out of here. What? Why? I reckon there's a missed opportunity, right? Why doesn't hear me out on this? Follow me through. And I told you, if you're a family member or something or an older person, to tune out at the start of this podcast. So <clears throat> the rest is on you. Why doesn't cum rub into your skin like moisturiser? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, right? It's natural, man. Like, you know, when you've had sex and you didn't get a chance to clean up properly, you know, there's occasions when that happens. You just fucking, whatever happens, you, you just you just didn't get a chance to clean up properly and, and you've got to get out and get on with your life. 
like, why can't you just wipe your hands off on your on your legs and split? You know, dab a little bit on your face, rub it in, and fucking, you know, it's fucking, you know, it's natural, man. You think it would be good for you, like full of nutrients that are good for your skin. But nah, man, if you don't clean that shit up properly, it fucking stinks. Stays with you all day long and the smell gets worse with time too, doesn't it? It doesn't fade. That's a design fault, man. Like, what the fuck? Cum, cum, should, be, cum should be highly sought after beautification product that women are just dying to get from a man. Your missus should be just waiting at night on hands and knees for you to drop a hot load of creamy, healthy jizz all over her face so she can wear it like a mask for half an hour, rub it right in and just go to bed, right before bed. That's what that shit should be like. Don't you reckon? I feel like that's a missed opportunity, man. Like if there's some sort of cell manipulation technology we can fuck with to make that a thing, like CRISPR, use CRISPR to change the biological makeup of cum into an anti-aging serum, Turn every man's cock into a fountain of youth Hey, wouldn't the world be a fucking better place? Women would have healthier skin and be happier Men, well men would be getting blowjobs every night And shooting money shots on their ladies on the regular And then they'd, we'd be happier too Everyone wins Fuck, do you reckon? Am I alone on this? Is this not a missed opportunity? And you'd be able to tell with this I suppose, you know there's a few downsides. You'd be able to tell if you're a female. You'd be able to tell who the real cock te- technicians were too, right? Like your friend with that glowing skin and no crow's feet. You'd just be looking at her thinking, yeah, yeah. This chick obviously knows how to suck a good cock. Look at her skin. Look at the skin on her. She's fucking glowing. She's 40 with two kids and she's glowing. Meanwhile, she's at home cooking up all sorts of hearty meals for a man, reading up on what increases a man's ejaculation volume, trying to keep his balls full so she can drain the fuckers before bed overnight. Can you imagine it? Like, would we even have war? Men would be so relaxed and happy all the time. They wouldn't be out conjuring up conflicts. And women would just be so stoked to have perfect skin and their very own pump bottle of Nivea Visage attached to the front of their fucking man, they'd hardly even have time to conjure up drama either. Nah. Nah. Nah, That's probably going a bit far, isn't it? Women would find something to get pissed off about, wouldn't they? (laughs) They'd find something to get pissed off about. They'd be judging themselves against their friend's skin anyway, going, always something, someone always has better skin and was getting better quality cum off their husband. Then there'd be that one chick who's just fucking ruthless and goes after her friend's man because she's convinced that it, she, he's getting, she's getting better quality cum from him. Just finds a way to get herself alone with him and drains him off like a fucking vampire. <laughs> Come to think of it, that's probably how it would go, actually, isn't it? That's probably how it would fucking go. How long would it be until women just started harvesting men and draining their cum like fucking vamps, hey? Like, we know they're smarter than us. Surely they'd come up with a scheme where they could just take over the whole world, keep men fucking for quality sperm and and procreation. Men with small balls and shitty genetics would just get fucking drowned and turn into ground up food for the healthy, good cum generating males and just to be fucking preserved for farming. It'd be a fucking nightmare now I think about it. Maybe that's, fuck, maybe that's it, man. Maybe that's why cum is so nasty when it gets on you and you can't just wipe it in. It's to preserve the balance of power between men and women, to stop them from fucking turning, into, turning us into little more than cum-carrying meat sacks. 
just fucking farming us out. Yeah, right. I think we've come full circle on that fucking whole thought, haven't we? Genetics, survival of the fittest, evolution and all that. Yeah, maybe there was a species who had fucking immaculate age fucking fighting cum and the women just drained all the men off and they fucking faded off and died out. And we exist, we still exist because our cum's horrible and you only fucking want it for one thing and then you have to fucking wash it off and be done with it after that. Yeah, righto. I suppose I'm probably, probably not smarter than fucking million years of evolution, am I? Oh, anyway. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Went on a bit of a tangent there on the old cum moisturiser. I told you not to listen if you were fucking weak-hearted. Felt like I'm going, going on a bit of one today. Anyway, I hope you guys fucking enjoyed that. A little bit of fuckery there at the end for you. A little bit of comedy, mate. Don't take it fucking serious. I don't expect women to be fucking waiting on hands and knees for their man to come home at the end of the day to drain him off. It would be nice though. Don't expect it. Just fucking having a laugh with this. So um, that, that that's about does it for us for I think I think that really does finish it off anyway pardon the pun um we're pretty much done after that mate follow me on insta follow me on the youtubes uh share my page tell your fucking mates to go and fucking subscribe to youtube and follow me on instagram doesn't hurt doesn't fucking cost you a cent um help me drum the numbers up there mate i'll keep doing the damn thing on my end uh thanks for listening average man podcast episode 134 terrain all good done and dusted Get after it. Have a good weekend, all you cum guzzlers out there. Take it easy. Peace.